I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Elsa is the host of the Too Spicy podcast. She is a stand-up comedian and a rad activist. Uh, you can. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Reactivist. It sounds like you're you're a booby. Yeah. You know, a booby yeah. activist. Oh, that was what I was for Halloween too. A booby activist? No, I just put some uh put my bra on the outside of my shirt and then put some uh spices and that was a spice rack. Ah. Oh my god, great. On ducking out, you're ducking out. Let's duck out together. See what it's all Hi, and welcome to Dyking Out. Uh, if you guys have been listening, you know the drill. It's just a bunch of lesbians <laughs> and uh, special guests talking about LGBTQ things. And uh, we pick a topic every week to dyke out about. We are back after a week of hiatus because my grandma died. Oh. Uh, I know. <laughs> That's a bummer. Condolences? Thank you. Sorry about that. And it was her time to go. Uh, I, I say I say that very flippantly, but she she had Alzheimer's. And yeah. If anybody listening knows anybody with Alzheimer's, uh, death is the the best thing that can happen. To yeah, them. It's a sweet release. It is. it is a sweet release, but it's still sad because my grandma was a pretty awesome lady. Um, so yeah, and we are going to be changing things up a little bit this week. We're not going to be talking um, so much about specific news items, um, more like things just going on in our lives, things important to us. It could be things in the news, just because we want to spend more time on the topic, really. Uh, we've listened to your feedback, and people really seem to like the episodes where we spend more time on the topic, mm-hmm. less time on stuff like news. Ugh, what a yeah. bore. <laughs> what a bummer. Even though news is important. It but- is important, but... 
It's what I, I feel like we can kind of consume that at home when we're up at four o'clock in the morning having a panic attack about the state of affairs. (laughs) Not that I know from experience or anything. (laughs) Oh, man. So what's going on in your life? I mean, aside from your recent my grandma unfortunate died. stuff, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, I went to an, another reason why we didn't have an episode last week was because I went to Maine for the weekend. Mm. Because that you know, feels like a super like gay state. Like I just feel like Maine just sounds like a place where lesbians go to thrive. What's in Maine? White people. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Too many white people. Too many. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Just uh, I've never been there. A lot of white Shouter. people. Yeah. A lot of white people, a lot of chowder, uh, a lot of lobster, which I consumed so much lobster. And But then the thing I learned is lobster's not cheaper in Maine, which was my wrong assumption. I was like, oh, we'll go to Maine and we'll eat some cheap lobster rolls. And uh, in, in New York City, they're actually the same price oh, as sucks. in Portland, Maine. So if you ever look at a lobster roll and you're like, oh, that's really expensive for a lobster roll, it's not. That's just... <laughs> The going rate for lobster rolls. Uh, and lobster rolls, for as much as I like eating lobster, um, which I don't eat often because it's crazy expensive. Mm-hmm. But I, I never had one until I moved to New York. And they are delicious. Yeah. But I think half of it is just like the buttered roll. Oh, yeah. I think people That's underestimate component. how good a buttered roll is. Uh, and yeah, Maine, it is very gay. Um, well it's very gay looking in its aesthetics all the women are very hearty yeah Uh, there's a lot of plaid a lot of sturdy ladies a lot of ll bean boots yep yep. uh some subaru outbacks here and there a lot of subaru outbacks uh, a lot of people with racks on the top of their cars Mm -hmm. carrying canoes and things um all forms of water vessel travel yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it was a pleasant. It was a pleasant escape from the city. Uh, you know, fall leaves, mm-hmm. nice houses. I it, it, we went there more for just kind of like a, a mental break from like the city and the world. Um, yeah, Maine. Maine. It's kind of weird. The people in Maine are are a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have they have this crazy governor. Oh, is, yeah. Yeah, he's kind of Le like... Page or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, He was very much... He's like Trump meets Rob Ford, <laughs> from oh, my God. understanding. That's got to be adorable, actually. <laughs> <laughs> just some, like, Canadian-ish manners, I suppose. Well, just probably just talks weird, like Rob Ford. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he does crack. Um, <laughs> but... And, and the reason that, that he happened and became the governor uh, is because... Um, uh, the party split the vote. So if you have like a a socialist candidate and then a liberal candidate and a Republican candidate, um, it's hard for the the left vote gets split. Yeah, and then the conservative takes all. Right. Which well, that was a bad idea for them to run like that in the first place. Then wouldn't they have gone in like kind of knowing that that was going to happen? Yeah, I don't know. So I guess this is my um. My general beef with the the argument, like I I like for there to be a lot of parties running up to the primaries, and mm-hmm. and, and I do think it's better to like I I love that um, Bernie Sanders ran and was pushing the party more to the left, mm-hmm. um, but then when people are like, oh, the two party system, like it needs to be stopped, I'm like, well, one, I'm already exhausted, like yeah. having to argue against one other 
Right. You know, if, right. if you had like people fighting for five parties and five candidates, oh like just just the conversations between like Hillary and, and mm-hmm. Bernie were like crazy. But 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 they yeah. but they were good because again it was moving like anything to move things for the left. And, and please tell me if you if you disagree with this. But um, when it comes down to like a, a presidential election and you and you have two candidates, it's like one is moving trying to move the country to the right. And one is trying to move the country to the left, mm-hmm. and or just kind of keep a happy medium, which is what I think. Drive straight, yeah. yeah, or trying to drive straight, yeah. Which is Wait. what I think it would would have happened under Hillary. I think we would have had an uneventful, a blissfully uneventful sort of middling, more of the same, middle of the more road, of the same. more of the same, which would have been great <laughs> compared uh, to what yeah. we have now. Well, it, it wouldn't it, have been great, but like in in I think I guess uh, through the lens of what's <laughs> happening right now, uh, that would have been welcome in a way. Uh, I know, I know you disagree, but like, <laughs> I don't mean that that would have been good. But like, you have to, you can't. I mean, compared to what's happening right compared now, compared to what's happening right now, just about I don't anything. Know. <laughs> Keyboard cat would have been better. Yeah, than what's happening right now? No, I actually am not too upset about what's happening right now. Really? No, because people are waking up. Uh, yes, because people are waking up, and mm-hmm. um, it's it's laying the foundations bare. And yeah. that there's nothing there, and that you know, more of Hillary, more of the same would have just allowed the you know the rot to continue. We would have just yeah. you know, inst- instead of you know getting in there and cleaning out what the fuck is wrong, you know, Hillary just would have kept painting over the damage. You know, yeah. Um, no, um, Trump is the worst thing ever, but mm-hmm. sometimes you got to get really sick to get better. Yeah, yeah. So you know, no, I mean, I th- yeah, sometimes you got to get really sick. Yeah, and right now we're really sick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, it's true. I, even under Obama, a lot of people weren't paying attention to the um, ins and outs of governments. I mean, I uh, honestly, there were, you know, in his second term, I couldn't have named a bunch of the people in his cabinet. Yeah. Oh, who was, yeah. He was the secretary of education. I, I had a joke about that, that um, remember a time when we didn't know who the secretary yeah. of education was? Yeah. <laughs> Just somebody that we trusted to yeah. do the right thing. Yeah, and like, we just should trusted. We have, should we have been? Should we trust that much? You know, just because right. things are comfy. You know, that's true. That guess that kind of is true. Like I, I wouldn't have known. I didn't know what the emoluments clause was yeah, until right. all of this, and like, you know, I just realized comfort, comfort breeds complacency. Yeah, we went right into the conversation without me introducing that oh, Elsa yeah. Waith. Oh, hi, it's me. <laughs> is our very special guest today. Yay, and Elsa uh, We are so excited to have her. Elsa. We, we just started talking. I'm just we, excited. We did. Here. I know. <laughs> uh, I, I've known Elsa for a little bit here. She's a comedian in New York. Um, I first heard her on This American Life. She had a, an episode and then also read a lot about her activism in the community. She has a podcast called Too Spicy. To the number. To the number, yes. To the number, spicy. It's an awesome podcast. I recommend it. And subscribe to it. Rate it on iTunes. You know the drill. Oh, thank you. Um, and, and catch her performing in New York because on, on top of just being like a badass activist and uh, a really, really important voice to listen to, she's so freaking funny. I'm okay. So No. <laughs> no Elsa is definitely one of my favorite comics in New York yeah, yeah. and I've seen her kill so many times oh, and well, thank you yeah I'll never forget that show at Broadway that you were closing out the She Devil oh, yeah. festival and that was a marathon it, it was supposed to be a 10 minute set but mm-hmm. they were taking like so long minutes yeah they were really? taking so long to clear the checks so w- without having 
you know, pre- I mean, it's different if you go into a set thinking, oh, I have 10 minutes versus I have 45 minutes. Yeah. And Elsa kept their special. attention. <laughs> yeah, right. The <laughs> entire time they were loving it. And then when she had to end, they were all like, no. Oh, my gosh. It was awesome. crazy. It was so good and such a joy to watch. And um, yeah, so we're, we're so happy that you're diking out with us today. Yeah. Mega dike. Yeah. <laughs> triple, triple the dike. Yeah. <laughs> I don't and know. Black people, don't use, we don't really say dike. We I, mean, I mean, we, we don't say really it as say a, dike either. Okay. Yeah, right. Just, I didn't, yeah. I, when I moved to New York, it wasn't until I moved to New York that I heard it as like a, not a pejorative. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the, the, the move to like reclaim that word is, is kind of a thing. Just yeah. as like a. Like a fun descriptor, not so much like was, an insult. It, it was very pearl clutching for me. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, are we dykes now? It, is, it, <laughs> it does kind of like it feels very harsh to say it. Even even when it's I talk about my podcast, there. it's got it a does. Hard yeah, it's an aggressive. It's, it's a very aggressive, very aggressive word. <laughs> That's why curse words are curse words. Like, yeah, you know, fuck. Yeah, yeah. A, the uh, best ones have a k- sound in yeah, them. Like cunt, know, cunt. <laughs> yeah, you cuck. <laughs> you, that's, you, a, that's a really aggressive one. Yeah, no, I like that. I I, I do like cuck. Yeah, like, I know it's a, I know it's an alt righty thing, but oh god, it feels really nice coming out the mouth. <laughs> now I know why they is type it? it so much. Yeah, no. Well, I don't know about typing it, but saying that shit is good. Are they allowed <laughs> to say that on TV? I was wondering um, about that. I. I I don't know. I don't think. I don't think you can. I wrote it into a script once, and I'm like, I don't know if this is. Oh. I feel like network ready. And it's not necessarily <laughs> a curse word, but it's it's, it's cur- kind of a new word. But now it like does. The, it's got some cursy connotations now. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's like a it's like a new drug that hasn't quite been approved by the FDA yet. We're just like, ah, oh, we're still kind of figuring it out. Like, I feel like that's what the word "cuck" is on. In like in media and everything, because everyone's like, "Is that wait? Is that a curse word?" Or like, what is? I like, like calling things cucky. <laughs> that's that's fun. Like, ooh, that's a little cucky. You know, like, <laughs> like, I don't, that's I don't great. Know. I, I had to explain to someone. There's also racial undertones with that too. They were like, "Oh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah." Well, I uh, mean, I know what the general like the cuck holding thing or whatever, yeah. but. So, but it's it's also not not only is it just you're 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 a weak beta male type sort of guy, uh-huh. but you're a weak beta male t- sort of guy that would let a black man fuck your oh, wife. Oh, yeah. that's where they were. Okay, I there's, see. Yeah, there is also racial tones to that one. Yeah, as well. I see. And then it was like, oh, yeah, yeah gosh. Yeah, yeah. So there's a everything's racial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a shit. fun little jingle. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything's racial. <laughs> it's gonna be my new uh, new sitcom. Yeah, where it's, it's just me enduring microaggressions just <laughs> for a half an hour. For half an hour. <laughs> it's all racial. That's great. I do. Um, I also do like demos at uh, mm-hmm. at Whole Foods, and uh, boy, that is just three hours of microaggressions. Yeah. Just, oh God, I can especially imagine. at a Whole Foods. Oh, oh God. man, Whole Foods is actually the worst. Like. Mm. People are like, really? People do that to you at a Whole Foods? I'm like, yeah, that seems to be the only place where people do that yeah. to you. Wow. <laughs> like, I, um, my I, first I do, thought was, of course it's at a Whole Foods. Yeah, of course it's a Whole yeah. Foods. <laughs> I do, um, I am, um, like sometimes I'm, I'm, I, demo, I, demo, I demo different products uh-huh. all the time. So my day might start with an ice cream and end with a lemonade or something, right? Yeah, that sounds so awesome. I was, uh, yeah, no, it, <laughs> and that's the sad thing is I like the job. I yeah. really do. It's just, fuck, people are yeah. gross. Yeah. Uh, so, like, 
I was doing a lemonade. The lemonade's got a bunch of different flavors, right? There's mm-hmm. lavender, there's cayenne pepper, and there's passion fruit. Fancy right? lemonade. Mm-hmm. Very fancy lemonade. It's like $3 a bottle. Nah. Right. Uh, yeah, nah. <laughs> I, if, if I wasn't getting paid to do it, I wouldn't right. purchase it, right? But it's delicious as fuck. Yeah. It's just too expensive, right? Lady comes up. She says, "What's um? which one's your favorite? I was like, oh, the cayenne. That one's my favorite. She was like, you look like you'd like cayenne. <gasps> I'm like, oh, what is What? Ooh, what does that mean? She was like, oh, nothing. I'm like, no, no, no. What does that mean? <laughs> go on. No, no, go ahead. Go explain on, Cheryl. That. I'm listening. No, no, no. I, when, when I ask people to explain things, it's like they, they lock up. Oh, know? yeah. Like, um, I don't wear, uh, you're supposed to wear a name tag. I don't wear a name tag. I, I just wear regular clothes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I can be away from my table. I can be doing nothing. Standing. <laughs> I can just really just be standing in Whole Foods. Can you tell me where, I don't work here. Oh, why do wow. you think I work here? Yeah. I, I started asking people that. Why, why do you? Th- why do you think I work here? And they're like, oh, I, I don't know, because you were. St- I was because I was standing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, my my friend Danae used to get that at Target, but she would just be shopping at Target, yeah. and she's like, every time I go to Target, people ask me if I work mm-hmm. here, and yeah. Is she I've... also wearing khakis and a red polo? No, or? no. I That's can't imagine that she'd be wearing that. For yeah, you thinking someone works there? That's like their rule. You can't be. Only the employees are wearing that specific outfit. Yeah. That's why no I stopped wearing polo shirts. Well, like, <laughs> when I well, that's that's really tragic for you. A uniform, but you have to be like wearing an apron or a hat or something. Yeah, sure. something that indicates your something. Yeah. And I'm literally just standing. I'm not even standing by my demo table. The other day, I was just like leaning up against like the cooler of mochi. I was just, <laughs> I was just leaning. And yeah. He was like, "Oh, because well, you were just standing." Next to the mochi, sir? Right, like, right. Because there's a mochi attendant? Like, do you do it like as your own stand. little social experiment? Like, I'm just going to see how long I can stand here until someone comes up and asks me yeah, where the, no, no, where like, the matcha cereal is I or mean, whatever. My, my <laughs> new thing I do now is I don't take off my headphones. I won't take off okay. my headphones and my sunglasses until it's time to start working. Yeah. Yes. This is just... That's why I found out. That's why the Asians wear the face mask, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's one of the reasons why the Asians wear the face it's mask. Brilliant. It's not for small or anything. It's because you know there's a million fucking people on yeah. the train over there, right? So it's so they don't spread disease to each other. Yeah. So when you're sick, and it's also now the younger generation has adopted it as a way to say I'm unavailable to speak. Yeah. Oh wow! I love that. It's like it's like a more obvious headphone, basically. Like okay. I'm, I'm literally covering my mouth. Don't talk to me. That's not going to wow. stop men from demanding a conversation or time from a lot of. I don't women. know, but I'm trying. <laughs> it I don't would know, take guys so much. Guys don't de- <laughs> guys don't demand too much shit from me like that. Same, but but I I, I, I uh, see it lucky. often. I know. Well, we identified in an episode masculine privilege, and yeah. I'm like, yes, That's, I absolutely benefit from that. Because yeah, I, I get that often. Yeah. And it's really just comes up in the form of just being left alone. Just being left which alone. Is kind of amazing. Yeah. Or, or people assuming you know what you're doing or yeah. whatever. Like, no one tries to help me at first. Yeah. Time. I went which to. Which sometimes I do wish someone would help me with this fucking I need bag. Help. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes help me with this I just this need to know bag. where this, where is the duct tape? I need to go find it right now. I actually went to a hardware store uh, with our friend Layla, who writes for the show, for the box um, for our show. We were looking for some costume supplies. We walked out and she goes, um, I just want you to know that I have, like, this is total lesbian privilege that you have by walking in and no one, no men came over and, like, condescendingly asked you, like, what, oh, do you need help or what are you looking for? Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's kind of, it's amazing. Yeah. It's a great way to go through Sometimes life. Sometimes I want help. Sometimes, <laughs> Sometimes I do, I do help, though. I kind of did need help me. in that store. Nobody would help me. <laughs> I actually don't know what I'm doing. I just look like it. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't ask me to fix or anything, dude. Right. I don't. 
Nope. I can do a little bit of that, but I don't nope. want to. Nope. Heather, my partner, Heather's our handy one. She's She put yeah. she put together most of our furniture. Don't. Nice. Aww. I can't do it. I get too frustrated, and then I I, I, I just, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Damn you, Ikea. I think it was, was it Sydney Washington, Sarah, who said I had a clipboard face? Like clipboard. I, oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, that I look like I should be standing on the sidewalk with a clipboard asking people for things. Or like that. But I, I, I agree because tourists come up to me all the time in New York and they're like, oh, here's somebody who's like non-threatening. Yeah. But then I, but then I stick out of a crowd because my hair is hot pink and then I'm just like flooded with people Assuming I want to help them. Right. Like, no. Oh, man. No. When I used to bark tickets in Times Square, I couldn't I couldn't sell any tickets. Oh, actually, I did okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, what I really realized was, like, I should have weed. Like, <laughs> if every tourist didn't ask me for weed or where I could, I'm like, I should, I should just bring weed out here, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good business. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, what, what did happen was I I knew everybody in Times Square who had weed, so right. I was like a weed directory. I'm like, ask that guy. Yeah. Talk to this guy. You or should be getting a cut for of weed. That. Yeah. <laughs> I got free weed. All right. That's, well, that, That's yeah. your commission. Yeah. That's a good commission. <laughs> free weed. I'll, there are That's actually great. a lot of things I will do for free weed. <laughs> Not too many things I won't do for free weed. No butt stuff. No but yeah, that's that's fair. No butt stuff. That's great. Oh well, on no butt stuff. Maybe we should transition to the topic (laughs) of allies and Mm -hmm. allyship. That's our topic for today. So I looked up what the definition of an ally is. The Webster definition. Yeah, it's not that helpful. (laughs) No, it's not. Let me tell you, it's anytime anyone's arguing, we go to a dictionary definition of something. (laughs) You've immediately lost the argument. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, the the definition it is not good, which I think that's a good starting point of why. I mean, I, I do think, not that people are looking up the word in the dictionary and being mm-hmm. like, am I this? No. But uh, a lot of people who think they are allies um, are not. Are, are not. Mm-hmm. And the, the definition is to associate or connect by some mutual relationship as resemblance or friendship. I'm like, what the F? That's, Whatever. Yeah. What's that? That's, yeah. that's milk toast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. First and foremost, you don't you don't get to declare yourself an ally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't. You, yeah. Um, does, uh, does, does, I also, feel like I want to move. Like my thing is, I really want to move past ally, right? Because uh-huh. even the definition of it is milk toast, but it you can literally just be associated with a thing, right? Yeah. I am looking more so for comrades and accomplices. Yes. Oh yeah. Accomplices. That's, yeah. I like that. That's yeah. that's where we need to start moving to as far as allyship goes. Comrades yeah. and accomplices. Yeah. Um you could be an ally on the fucking sidelines all day. In fact, that's what a lot of in the geopolitical sense mm-hmm. of the word, that's what a lot of allies are. I'll be hanging in the way in the wings. Mm-hmm. Call me if you need me, mm-hmm. you know. Um and that's what a lot of uh I think uh in the in the um social Social strata, mm-hmm. social justice strata. A lot of people do it. They're just waiting in the wings, waiting for you know, waiting for a thing. Yeah, and uh, I, I don't got time for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that, that's my problem with the term. And I think you're right that having just get rid of the term, we need uh, comrades and uh, so so many people who say they are allies are really uh, uh, just people who are like, oh yeah. 
I'm cool with you being gay, so I'm a gay ally. Right. Like, nope. Nope. That's, that's like your so mere far. tolerance of us is not like that's not enough. Like that's not. I also oh, really you, you can't changed. stand the word tolerate. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's that that's word shitty too. has got to go. But I mean. I want ally to move from a, a passive agreeance, right? Looks cool. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can agree with me, but sure. but as far as this is a, we are in a combat situation <laughs> right now. Yeah, you know, and I need accomplices. Uh-huh. What I think is most important is that uh, as far as uh, racial justice goes, is that um, first off, black people have to understand that we will not dismantle white supremacy. We didn't create it, so mm-hmm. we we will not be dismantling it. Mm-hmm. It is our job to resist. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is our job to to uh, re- resist at all costs um, and survive. But it is not our job to dismantle. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is that is the job of the white ally. Yeah. Um, if it were up to us, we would not continue to put ourselves through this. Yeah. So we would not. It's not our job to to dismantle it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, the first question I would have for a white ally is, what are you willing to lose? Yeah, for me, mm-hmm. right? It's you, you have to be understand that this we're in combat, and whenever anyone goes away to combat, you lose something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, so is that your is that your friends? Is that your family? Is that your standing within your community? You know. Um, for example, you, you look at. Um, God, I can't remember his name right now. But he was just on the on the MTV Awards, the VMAs. Is direct ancestor of Robert E. Lee. He's a oh yeah yeah uh, he's a he's a pastor, mm-hmm. right? Uh, come up on the VMAs to by name specifically call out white supremacy, um, and that it's the church's job to to do that. Uh, he no longer has a church. Wow. Yeah, but I mean that's that's the thing. It's like, what can you lose? And that's, ugh. I, what are you willing to give up? Right down to everything. Yeah. And if it, if if uh, if you're not willing to uh, at least be uncomfortable for a while, then mm-hmm. you, you can't. Then, yeah. You know you can't. I'd rather you do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Separate the wheat from the chaff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather you do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's true. Like if. Um, if you're associated with something or something or some organization whose beliefs don't align with yours and that would, um, you know, cast you out for, for sharing your point of view and standing up for what's right and for, for justice, then, you know, you have to be willing to have that removed from, from your life, whether it's like your, your church or a, a family member, like if, if they can't. Or a job, I mean, if if it can't accept you for speaking out um, against injustices, whether it be you know racial or um, sexual identity or gender identity, um, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. I also want to move past speaking out. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we know oh, yeah, we, yeah. we know racism is bad. What yeah. else you got? Yeah, <laughs> you know? which is why, uh, which is why, like, uh, uh, was it Eminem's rap on the on the, yeah, the hip hop awards? Yes. Yeah, was was super corny to me. First right. off, uh, <laughs> first off, I don't know were we going to call that a rap? It felt more like a weird spoken word or something. It, yeah, it was a very spoken wordy vibe, it felt like a weird slam poetry thing or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I don't know what we're going to call it. But secondly, 
wow, you were like a year late, bro. Like, you're yeah. late. And at this point, we know. We know. Trump mm-hmm. is yeah. bad. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are we What are we doing? I'm, I have actually gotten, me and other comrades, we're at march and rally fatigue, you yeah. know? Because yeah. unless we turn out of that march and... And actually go do a damn thing. It's it's a pep rally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. So I'm I'm past speaking out. What are you about to do? Yeah. What are we doing today? And work within your sphere of influence. I think that's what stalls a lot of allies. Is mm-hmm. that the the things that we are up against are so immense. So it's like, where the fuck do you start? Start in your goddamn apartment. Right. You know? Yeah. Do you, you don't have to go volunteer a whole week at the food bank. Do you just have some extra groceries? Somebody in your building needs food. Mm-hmm. You know? Figure out who that is and yeah. make sure they have groceries every week. Yeah. At you some know? point, your privilege will intersect with someone else's need and you can make... You can you can make something happen for someone. Yeah, I, I do. We do swipe it forward, right? I work for, right. I work for swipe it forward, and you know we we say that if you have the privilege to afford a, a weekly or a monthly metro card, mm-hmm. then you need to be swiping people in. Yeah, to absolutely. the subway. Mm-hmm. Like that's just you, you have something that a lot of other New Yorkers do not have. Yeah, that will and they will go to jail for not having it. Yeah, you know. So uh, like that is that is one small way I, I, I in an easy way yeah Such I call an it being way. an everyday activist yeah. that is that is an act of revolutionary love mm-hmm. that I care enough about you that I will do something that costs me absolutely nothing to make yeah. sure that you are not in jail <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and it bugs me when I see people asking for a swipe and people just blow right past them you yeah know? like I mean my other new thing is just to at least look people in the face and tell them I can't right. You know? Treat like have treat them with some sort of dignity or yeah. whatever. It's, it's I mean, not if, that it's not it costs you nothing. It literally <laughs> costs you nothing to say you know not today, friend. I'm so sorry. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's my new thing. It's just to at least say look at them and say no. Mm-hmm. G- going back to the Eminem thing, uh, I was looking at your comments on Facebook and was like, yes, everyone's freaking out and being like, did you say that? And totally everything has been said. There there was one thing that I'm like. Well, this was unexpected. Was his line about a line in the sand? Yeah, that was the that was the and most like, refreshing. Yeah, part. that if, was good. Yeah, if if you are on, there are only two sides to this, and if you're on that side, I want nothing to do with you. Yeah, and that probably is, there is probably a significant number of his fan base. Oh, of course. I mean, he's not. At least I don't think he's as popular as big as he was maybe in no. ten years ago, no. fifteen years. You know, but but he still has a lot of. Well, that, a lot of fans. That's why, but all of his fans who were kind of butt hurt by that last mm-hmm. part were like, "Oh, Eminem, who?" Or like, yeah. you know, yeah. well, well, what has he done? Like, and he's just we this know old you man had a slim and, shady LP yeah. poster on your wall right up until he said that. Like, we know you're a fan. <laughs> you know who he is. I mean, I, I think that I think that's a good place to start for everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is a good place to start for everybody. Um, f- figure out who these fucking I mean, people are in your life. What I say is okay. So uh, they say six out of Six out of ten white people who voted voted for Trump, right? That's six out of ten white people. Um, that means nine out of ten white people know somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know somebody. Oh, I think ten out of ten people know somebody. I'm of course sure. they yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. I'm being conservative with the yeah. nine out of ten. <laughs> I'm just, just uh, nine out of ten doctors approve. Right, right. right. But, but no, you know somebody. Yeah, everyone knows someone. It just... It... Why do you continue to deal with that person? Mm-hmm. What is it in, what's in it for you? Why are you, why are you doing that? At, at whose expense are you doing that for? Right. You know? Like, how um, important is your social comfort versus this thing that has basically drawn a line in the sand of 
who I mean, who is who in your life? Like I li- right. I literally at this point have two groups of people in my life, people who voted for Trump and who didn't. Like that's and and that vote for Trump says more about that person yeah. and says things that I needed to know and probably already knew. Right. Um unfortunately a lot of them are in my are family you, and are it's you gonna like, break up with your friends because of politics? Absolutely. I mean it's <laughs> I, why would you do I love that? people say like, well why why should politics divide us? Like this is not Back this in the isn't day, a city we all went council election. Yeah. No, like, like I cast our differences. No. I mean, if I wasn't already not going home over the holidays, I you're, would well, not be going home over the, ho- politics, over the holidays. Your, your personal politics are formed by your values. Yeah, yeah, it's formed by what you hold dear. So, and yeah. if you hold, you clearly hold white supremacy dear. If you're that, if 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 you did this, that's the only explanation for it. Especially from the women that I fucking know voted for Trump. Because they're comfortable and they're white, and that's what yeah. that's that was a decision they made. And they and so, so these people are losing, like they're sort of getting they're they're defensive about it because of the social capital that they've lost right. amongst their you know friends who didn't vote for Trump. Not even liberal people, just regular like sane people who who didn't vote for Trump. And that pushback is interesting to me because it's like these women. I say these women only because I've the only people I've seen actually state something on social media about like how they feel like they're being attacked just because of their their political beliefs are usually women. It's a good reason to be attacked. It is a great I mean that's usually why reason. people <laughs> get attacked. It's usually I why mean, people get attacked. In gen- yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> your values are shitty and right. I'm going to attack you. You for voted that. for a guy who literally admitted to sexual assault on Phil, or uh, you know, being being recorded. You know, we we shouldn't criticize the Nazis just because those are their political beliefs. <laughs> yeah. Look past the political. Exactly. Like, what? what? The, no, that is what that that's what they are. One thing that often stumps people when I when, you know you got to hear both sides out. You got to hear both Ugh. sides out. No, we I'm don't. like, well, okay. <laughs> so let's replace Nazi with ISIS. Mm-hmm. Would you? Would you like to hear an ISIS guy out? Would you, yeah. I mean, hear him out, though, right? Yeah, we haven't, Market, we haven't heard their side of the story. We, we need to hear ISIS out, no? Like, right. if that's the case of hearing everybody out, let's <laughs> let's listen to ISIS then, right? Because no, you don't want to listen to ISIS. Okay, well, right. then I don't see much of a damn difference, if you ask me. There is right. no difference. There's no difference. The only difference is that I feel a more real threat from this, you know, this of this Nazi whole like yeah, well, all they, right they're thing. here, they're here, and they're unabashed. Yeah. I mean, and I tried to and tell somebody we might even be past punching them at this point. Yeah, because if if there there's another rally this week, there's another rally next week, there's mm-hmm. another rally this week. You know, they're they're emboldened to be out here and you know and and rallying even. They're mm-hmm. they're they're you know they're they're uh, wearing their insignias and, and yeah. they're, they're trying to own punching now. If you look at the the Proud Boys, that's part of their initiation is getting. Uh, hit in the face while they eat cereal, or what? Or they Milk. have to no, they they have to say the names of different cereal brands while being like slapped what? in the face. Yeah, what kind of like fraternity hazing bullshit is that? I like that's know, so white uh, men. That is such a white man <laughs> thing. <know>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like there, there's like three. That's like peak three steps white male. to it. I think that that's like step two. I think step three is getting uh, a tattoo. But yeah, you gotta um, get the proud boy. Cock. It's a it's a rooster. Oh, it oh, is. God. Yeah, it's a cock. Uh, yeah. That's awful. It's cute. Let him have it. <laughs> <laughs> it's cute. Look at you guys. Yeah, it's cute. you guys are so sweet. Proud boys, not even men. Yeah, right, right. Super cute. Nah, it's all right. Let him have it, dude. Let him whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's super cute. Yeah, but I think that's that's a good way to look at you know actually becoming an effective 
comrade or uh, what was it, comrade or accomplice, is that you have to literally sit down and think who are immediately who are the people in my life who I can lose. And it has been really, really just a relief to lose as many people as I have as far as yeah. It's been hella cathartic. It's been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Like to to just simply not care about what like forty percent of the people that I went to high school and college with, care, you know, think anymore. Which I, not that I really did anyway, but now I really don't. Yeah, no. Um, and forty percent is probably lowballing it big time. But it's high just high school friends are trash. The, every single one of them. Yeah, and I'm from the mid, I'm from the dead center of the country, and uh. it's just like I even even before this, like I. It was hard for me to go home in general because I sort of like, as the plane descends into mm. the Midwest, I would feel mm. that like very awareness that I'm this this big six foot tall dyke and I'm about to be amongst people who are mm-hmm. made very uncomfortable by my actual physical presence. Not necessarily my family, but like just the, yeah. the general public. And now it's just like, I don't even, I don't care. I truly don't, <laughs> like if me just if me making them uncomfortable makes them uncomfortable, that good. honestly is a is it's like good. my superpower. Yeah, it's yeah. good. <laughs> good. I want you to be uncomfortable. Yeah, making people yeah. uncomfortable that's so good. necessary, especially white people who we you know were conditioned to not be uncomfortable ever. Like that's because because we create a world in which we're never uncomfortable. Um, I love it. I relish it. I like when people get uncomfortable. I'm gonna move closer to you. Yeah. I'm gonna, <laughs> ooh, I'm gonna let's stare. Let's yeah. do that. Yeah, I'm having a good time. Why do you time. think I like the cayenne yeah. lemonade? Yeah, no, yeah. It's literally <laughs> that. It's, yeah, like, yeah. it's great, yeah. <laughs> explain this to me. Yeah. No, let's get asking, isn't it funny yeah. how asking people to merely explain a thing that they just said mm-hmm. is is like an act, is like it throws them completely off their axis in a yeah. way that's so, so satisfying. Yeah. I love it. I lo- oh, God. Ex- explain that. What does that mean? Yeah. What do you mean? Or why, why, why would you say that? What is it? Just mean? the little head tilt. Yeah. What do you mean? Mm. <laughs> I love it. I, yeah, that's that's my new fave thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my other my other favorite thing is just like mm, block. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm, I'm uh, not even gonna explain this to you now. Oh, and also, um, going back to allyship, uh, you're gonna have to do more homework, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You, you you cannot expect uh, the oppressed to to, to give you, you. Yeah, to give you a a a point by point education yeah you know you're gonna I mean you will find those of us who are okay for that or whatever but right now a lot of us are tired okay so just yeah. pick up a fucking book do Google. it yourself Google. com yeah it exists in the search bar well, and, you can look up anything <laughs> literally anything and don't expect it on demand that, yeah that's so frustrating when the information is out there and people are asking oppressed groups, well, explain it to me, prove it, why? And it's like, no, no, go out there, listen to these voices who are putting out this uh, content that has the answers and you can find them, but what you're doing is just trying to assert your your control and your dominance and And recenter the the conversation. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. in the moment. Yeah, it's it's just... It's fine. I I don't play those games with people anymore. Yeah. It's just... uh, I got it here. Here's a list of books. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I've started doing lately. Here's a link to an author's... Or, you know, a a particular writer's personal webpage or whatever. And then then come back in 20 minutes. And you know what? I know how long it takes to read this article. Right? (laughs) If you you comment within three minutes, you did not read the article. Yeah. I know you did not read the article. Yeah. Do not talk to me. Yeah. Like. Or the favorite thing is to dismiss it based on either the source or the person who wrote it or the the first sentence right off the back is bias. Yeah. Uh, 
All it right. is. Yeah, well, it yeah, is. No, it is. That's correct. <laughs> yeah, it is bias. You're right. Did you read Lindy West's piece uh, in the New York Times? And the, ti- and the, uh, the I title it. of it is just... The witch hunt? Yes, this yeah. is a witch hunt. I'm a witch and I'm hunting you. Yeah. Like yeah. about the sexual harassment, Weinstein kind of stuff. And Yeah. Yeah, it's just like... I just... I get so frustrated in in expressing, you know, anything like as far as LGBT... As far as the LGBT world is concerned on the internet and just... And the people who uh, who just cannot bring themselves to educate themselves about it, I don't understand that. Like, of all the shit, all the shit that I had to like unlearn from growing up where I did is mm-hmm. it's fucking research. Yeah. Like, just yeah. read. You know how to read. I know you know how to read. Like, you're if you're reading Fifty Shades of Grey, you but, can read something by like any. I, I don't know. But it's just. But honestly, and this is where I, I understand I som- it. This is where I sometimes feel bad for white people. It is. World crushing. I don't, but it is. is world, it, it, it is it's yes, like, absolutely. To find out that everything that you have ever believed is a lie. <laughs> think about yeah. think about a time something came down on you like that. Yeah, and no, then, you're and right. Then, I and do. then now think about that. That's going to have to happen to you all day, every day, for you to get to a point of of where yeah. we can mold you now. But right? it does. But it gets. I think it's I think it's liberating in a way. Like I think it, it feels is. it feels good to be like, you know what? Like that, it, but it that doesn't is feel, bullshit. It doesn't feel liberating right away. And if you've yeah. been if you've been inundated with this, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It no, dude, to find out that the government, you know, I, I had to explain to somebody, right? How expensive it is to be racist. Right? I had mm-hmm. to appeal if you do not care about my black life. Maybe you care about your green dollar. Yeah. And when and when I explained those tax dollars they're always bitching right. about. Yeah. So when I explained how much money that the NYPD goes through, mm-hmm. right? Processing out these, you lawsuits. know, these lawsuits yeah. or whatever. And if you are upset about the state of your train or upset about this pothole in your road, mm-hmm. well that money is went to beating my ass today. <laughs> and yeah. right. And so it's like when, once you start to, and, and then it was like, yeah. "Oh. Oh." That seems oh, that to be the sucks. only way to get through to some people. <laughs> Unfortunately, is to, is to sh- well, I mean, as long as it's, I guess, I guess whatever it takes to get through is fine. But unfortunately, I unfortunately, have to equate that myself is. to a dollar. Value. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, in times when I've had to talk to to Christians, you know, you start cracking their own Bible open over their head, you know. Yeah. And they they can't deal with that, you know. So that's the one argument well, I can never get into because I don't know anything about the Bible. I never went to church, and I don't know spend any. Spend way of the... too much time there. I know way too much Bible. <laughs> I know. I know too much Bible. And it's, 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 it's super fun when people try to hit me with Bible shit and I got the exact. You're like, well, I know that. No, no. I'm like, what, 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 what chapter and verse is that? Mm -hmm. And they're like, uh. Right. No. And then then I just point right to it. I'm like, okay. Two Corinthians. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in two Corinthians, let me tell you what two Corinthians was about. It's a letter. Yeah. You know, (laughs) you didn't read the passage before that, nor the passage after that. Right. Right. And if you read the whole chapter, you'll understand that he's talking about a fish. Yeah. You know, like. (laughs) As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. So that's yeah. great. With you the gotta, money, you gotta fight, fight fire with fire sometimes. Mm-hmm. With the money thing for LGBTQ specifically, I mean that that's kind of become a big thing for uh, for trans rights. Mm-hmm. Is the only way you can get politicians to do something is that when these uh, businesses start protesting, states like North Carolina and uh, local governments like uh, New York State said, you yeah. know, we're no longer gonna um, pay for government travel to these states that that have laws laws that discriminate against, you know, what, what bathroom a, a trans person mm-hmm. can use and that... Or the, and we're no longer going to have this big basketball tournament in North Carolina, which did happen in the and, wake of that. Yeah. But, and that's what that's what got the, the governor out is people yeah. were yeah. pissed because they care more about the money than the bathrooms, which <sighs> is a, a faith thing but anyway. you have to ex- understand how expensive hate is. It yes. is. And when, yeah. you, when, you, yeah. when you start to understand how expensive hate is, you'll let that shit the fuck go. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's like, think about segregation. We had that. You had to have two bathrooms. Yeah, yeah. You had to have if you had to have four bathrooms. It's right? cheaper to just build one. Two, yeah. Yeah, two water fountains. Yeah, yeah. You had two schools, and one of the schools was super underfunded or whatever. But you still had to have two fucking buildings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. So like now we they say that the, two water fountains is twice as expensive as one. Yeah, like it, it's it is. Just, so just build one water fountain and get the fuck over it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I mean, honestly, and that's the thing. You cannot legislate people's attitudes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but. 
I can make it so that, well, you just got to have that attitude silently, bitch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> because someone's like, well, you know, what does punching a Nazi in the face really accomplish? You know, you, you know, like, well, I want him to be fucking quiet. Yeah. You know, like, do you, well, do you want him to have his opinion in silence? Yes. I do. Absolutely. I do. I want you to have yeah. that opinion in silence. Why don't you go home and yeah. journal it? Yeah. Do something. Write it, write it down. Just... <laughs> Deal with that on your own. Because that's the thing. These people have survived so long is because they've dealt with this hate and this anger and silence. And now they get to speak about it and then they can, they join up. Yeah. You know, they're not speaking so that they share like, you know, recipes. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not, they're not talking because they want to, you know, have, you know, have a a, a knitting night. Yeah. You know? They want to, they, they, yeah. Yeah. I want you to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. No. (laughs) If you want to hate me, hate me silently over the fuck there, yeah. damn it. Like, go to the corner. Yeah, like. seriously. Well, and, and it's using recruitment tactics that uh, terrorists use. I mean, yeah. it is, it's, it's terrorism. It's basically the same. It's, it's, it's terrorism. terrorism. The blueprint is the same. But, yeah, yeah to, to separate this out and look, in, look at it in a way that it's not terrorism because it's white people, I mean, that, that's that been such a such a huge problem yeah. and why we're not addressing it as aggressively as we do other... All the money that we put towards other forms of terrorism when uh, white man terrorism... Yeah, white man terrorism is, is the terrorism prevalent. I am afraid of. It, yeah, it's yeah. prevalent. It kills. It it kills, and it kills anywhere. Like, you, there is not... There's nowhere we can go where we're safe from one... One angry white guy. Like, that's it. That's all it is. I, I'm, I'm to or the point systems now where, of white men. Yeah, exactly. Like, getting on the train, you know, if I'm on the train or if I'm in a public place and you see, you know, you see that one yeah. white guy. Yeah, and you're this like, guy shifty. I don't know about that guy. He looks, he just <laughs> looks angry your, and he looks like someone looks a little who, alt-righty. I don't yeah, like yeah. it. You got the, uh, you got the cut in the beard. I don't like it. There's just oh. nothing more dangerous than a white man who's recently experienced some form of, some form of rejection. And <laughs> that's like, I mean, literally any social, yeah. uh, professional, romantic, uh, you know, rejection. And... To not call these people terrorists is just, I, I don't know, like, is there another, do we have to invent another word for them? I don't know. I don't get it. And it's its one of those conversations that white people get so uncomfortable with because. Because what we're talking about your brother. Exa- yeah. Or your weird cousin mm-hmm. or, you know, someone that you know who is obsessed with these guns and, and I don't know, whatever. That's that's a whole other issue is the gun thing. But it's. I'm, I'm actually, just to touch on the gun thing, we all need to get a lot more comfortable with them. Yeah. <laughs> we all are not going anywhere. Lot. No, is that the, why? No, guns aren't going any goddamn where. Yeah, the right has them. Why? Why are we, we're not going to talk shit out? Okay, right. we're not going to keep talking things out. We're not going to hug it out. Please stop hugging cops and Nazis. Oh my we're god, not, yes. we're not going to hug it out. We're not going to talk it out. You, again, you have to fight fire with fire. These people yeah. are these. A lot of these people are trained militia. A yeah. lot of a lot of these people are ex-military and ex-police officers. They know what they're doing. We all ought to get more comfortable with guns. <laughs> And once a whole bunch of women and black people start arming up, oh yeah, well, you'll think yeah. twice. All yeah, the, the fuck <laughs> you will. Yeah, the fuck you will. All think of a sudden, twice. the laws yeah. will start. All, all of a sudden, the yeah, they start will. Because yes, they don't they mean will. everyone should have the right. Everyone yeah, no, doesn't have the Second everyone, Amendment right. Exactly. No. But once we all start exercising mm-hmm. it, some shit will change. It sure will. Am I? Am I? Am I a big fan of the Second Amendment? No. But we have the right. We should exercise it. I don't right. know. We have the right. We should exercise. Ugh, it. I know. It just scares me. Why? Just because. I just think more guns can't possibly be the answer. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It just, to me, it, I just, I get really nervous when I think when, you know, that argument of like, well, if everybody had one, it's like, no, then there would be just, it would just be True. more and more you violence, know what? It, you know? That is, that is a scary it argument to so... make, but it's also not 100% false. Yeah. It's not 100% false. 
And I'm just saying, for as as a woman and as a black person, uh-huh. if I move, I already told Heather, right? She says, you know, she doesn't want to live in New York for forever, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we don't have a an out, you know, and sound yeah. like 2020 and we're gone or whatever. But just we may not want to live in New York for forever. Yeah. But I also told her if we leave New York City. We will have a gun in our house. You think so? Yes, yeah. we will. We will have two guns in our house. We will have a handgun, and I'll have some sort of shotgun. Yes, I will. All right. Because we are, that's hence the name of our podcast. We are a uh, uh, we are a black. It, we're an interracial lesbian couple. Beelzebub to some people. Okay. <laughs> and if you and if you bring some foolishness to my fucking yeah. house. Yeah. 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 I hear you. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, we have mm-hmm. to understand who we are in, in this world. You know. Right. Um, and you got you got Joe Schmo loading up and making a militia because the government is coming. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid of Joe Schmo, so I'm gonna load the fuck up because mm-hmm. you know he don't have to. He's not really worried about the goddamn government. He's worried about black people. Yeah. Well, that's how the NRA yeah, yeah. took off. It yeah. is. Yeah. It literally started from that, and people just don't. People won't hear it. I don't know. I just I think that like I think that there's a lot of really good work to be done if people would just let themselves be really really uncomfortable all the time. Oh, like yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of which, that's what uh, that's what my partner Heather is doing right now and she's yes. got a really cool write up in Cosmo and in Slate. Like minutes ago. Just yeah. minutes ago. <laughs> check uh, it out, read it. Check that out. She's uh she's in the at the women's conference organized by the 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 great folk at the the women's march. Mm-hmm. Um and the workshop that they're running out there, it was so packed on the first first night, first day, that they ran it again on Saturday with lines of people, uh, yeah. crowd in the hallways. It's called uh, Confronting uh, White Womanhood. Mm-hmm. And uh, they specifically say at the top of the workshop, this is not a safe space, this is a brave space. And if you are uncomfortable, make yourself stay. Mm-hmm. That's yep. the that's the that's the point of this and figuring out and understanding what your role is in the system is is the first step in becoming a good ally. Yes. Where, mm-hmm. Again, back to your sphere of influence. What do you do in your everyday that perpetuates or helps dismantle? You mm-hmm. know, and once you can pinpoint your role in the system, you can start to lessen the damage. You can mm-hmm. start to mitigate your damage. You can start to leverage your privilege in the right ways. So, but it does. Like I said, it's earth-shattering. It starts with being uncomfortable. Yeah. And yeah. You, you got to be uncomfortable for a good long time. Yeah. So, privilege can be this really powerful wedge that you can drive into to something and make it stop or make it or, you know, divert it or something. And I I just I think that the biggest thing with, especially with, I guess where I'm from and the the women that I'm that are they're my friends, but they're also people who I don't think un- fully understand. They definitely don't understand where we're coming from as like LGBT women. And is you know saying like, oh, I'm kind of ca- kind of collecting gay friends or collecting. Yeah, that's gross. It's it's bizarre. Like, well. <laughs> Because just because you're friends with me doesn't mean that you, like, understand a fucking thing about yeah, no. oh, the overall, sure. like, I don't know. I just sometimes, I don't, I've never felt like a token lesbian amongst my friends at all. And I say friends, I, I'm, I'm really referring to, like, kind of the broader acquaintance pool of the people that I haven't really been in touch with for a while. But yeah. we're sort of, you know, social media likes here and there. But I don't know. It's like you can't you can't just maintain a friendship with someone and still kind of feign this, like, wokeness about 
their it, whatever particular marginalized group they come from. Like you need to be aware of like legislation. You need to read about the politicians in your state. And I'm from the middle of the country, like Nebraska, Kansas, Missouri. That area has some really problematic legislation going on. The entire state of Missouri is not even deemed safe by the NAACP yeah. for black people to be standing in. Like it's yeah. not like when your state is a travel advisory, that's probably a problem. <laughs> and it's just, I don't know. I've just, I, I feel like moving here has become a big, obviously been a big catalyst in unlearning a lot of things that I grew up thinking were true or now just it's time believing. for you to go home. Exactly. I know, but I don't want to. Now I, it's time for you to go home. I know. Home. It's just like I, I, I I'm not. I'm, New York, a New York is full. White people stop. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, secondly, if you get yeah. here, hey, if you get here and have some life changing experience, yeah. take that shit back. Uh, we don't need it here. It's, I know. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, now take it home. With I know, you. and that's yeah. what I need to do. Like, that's my my like thing that I I have to do now is I have to get more comfortable in. The and I've and I'm totally guilty of not, not really truly stepping up to the right people and the people that I should mm-hmm. really be, as you know, as vocal as I am right now or as vocal as I am on social media. Mm-hmm. I've got a whole side of my family that I do not discuss anything outside of like really surface kind of shit with, and just try to get through holidays and things. And that's my that's my problem. Yeah, that's they my need fault. You. Yeah, but I but it's like, yeah, you're right. They do. I and, need you to do that. And I, I know. And, I, and I'm like, the first step is going to be finally going through my list of pending friend requests on Facebook. Oh, God. That list <laughs> and is hitting, retarded. And long. hitting confirm on some people, like, very close, you know, family-wise. And it's, it's I don't know how they could be confused by my, they're not going to be surprised by the fact that I'm, you know, that, I, that, I'm, that, that they're going to read some of the things that they're going to read on my Facebook feed. My 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 uh, what's it called? Your banner photo right yeah. now is literally Colin Kaepernick and like the when he was leaning with or kneeling with the rest of the 49ers. And I and the other wrinkle to this is that I come from a family of police officers. Oh, so I come from a military family. Uh, so yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a mix of both on mine. Mm-hmm. It's like it's pretty much. Um, so well, my that's dad's be super a, cute for you. Oh, real cute. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's like super cute for you. Everyone's military turned cop, and mm-hmm. it's like. It's so, it's so, it feels so daunting and so impossible to yeah. make anyone even listen to. I, I sometimes feel bad for police officers even because they've been indoctrinated. They really cannot, yeah. some of them really cannot think any other they way. They can't, and they, yeah. they refuse, like, because any, any discussion that is not fawning over police officers is yeah. automatically some sort of threat to them because yeah. they approach every situation as, as though it, it's a threat. As, yeah. Which mm-hmm. is and literally the last. That's that's the problem is yeah. that they do that. I honestly sometimes sometimes feel bad for police because you cannot think another way. No, They're, they can't. They, yeah, you it, you're that's just how they stuck. Live. Yeah, you're stuck yeah. like that, and um, that's unfortunate for everyone around you. Mm-hmm. Well, and and in the NYPD, there are so many um, minority officers that w- whenever I see one, I'm like, what what is this like for you to have to? But it's it's often the same reason why a lot of uh, uh, people of color join the military. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I was saying the other day that I grew up in a military family. I grew up on military bases, mm-hmm. and 
Um, when I started, when I got into high school, a lot of my high school friends were, you know, were preparing to join the military. There are very few black people that I know who joined the military out of a sense of patriotism or duty to their country. Oh, for sure. And it, it, it might, they might develop that later on, yeah. but it's more of a financial issue and getting out of the hood or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I get why people do it. I, I get why minorities would want to become cops or, or join the military mm-hmm. because um, there's a sense of pride and, yeah. and there's a there's a there's a regimented lifestyle and and um, benefits and benefits yeah. and, and good yeah. benefits and, and security and stability and things that that aren't offered and and the military um, in terms of admissions. Isn't discriminating, right? And they they want they need bodies. And yeah, take... I, I, I almost joined the military, and they were going to look past several things. Yeah, because, yeah, they were going to look past a lot of stuff. I, mm-hmm. I had a I had a juvenile record uh-huh. um, that involved drugs, and they were going to look past that. Um, I'd been like expelled from school. They were going to look past that. I had a knee surgery. And they were going to look past the knee surgery, all because I had scored so high on the test. Oh, and, yeah. And my recruiter really wanted to get a high-scoring person in yeah. in underneath him or whatever. That We did all sorts of, you know, f- paperwork flubbing and <laughs> and back-channel type stuff yeah. or whatever. And then uh, I got all the way there, and then they said I needed a psyche valve. And I was just like, no. <laughs> actually, never no, mind. No, I'm just going to do comedy instead. Yeah, actually, no thanks. <laughs> Because all this stuff is is great. Like, I don't have to fudge my paperwork in comedy. Nope. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, thank you. Doing comedy is your own psyche, Val. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, it actually turns out you guys were right. I am crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for not letting thank me join. So <laughs> and they were going to flub that the eval, too. Really? Yeah, they were going oh, to flub that eval. to get people. Yeah, I mean, no, they were going to flub that yeah. eval, too. And it's just like, actually, because at first it was like, I'm not crazy. Y'all are crazy. This is crazy. I'm not crazy. <laughs> And then a few years later, you know what? I think they have. Thing. They might have been right. Actually, I'm gonna yeah. go, I'm gonna go tell all my secrets on stage. <laughs> so, in in terms of allies, one one important thing is uh, never never assume you're an ally. Don't call yourself an ally um, mm-hmm. just because you have uh, friends within any marginalized group. That does not make you uh, an ally at all. You're you're not even close. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, you know, I, another big thing is, yes, be open to being uncomfortable. Uh-huh. And if you're comfortable, you're not doing it right. Be yeah. open to criticism. Be open to criticism I, I, is I've huge. Seen, I've seen a lot of uh, allies, so to say, join the movement, get something wrong, get criticized about it. Either, either I would say either in the right way or the wrong way, mm-hmm. but, you know, you're going to get criticized. It might come off angrily. And then guess what you do? Dust that shit off and keep it moving, dude. <laughs> yeah, learn. Learn a, learn a lesson mm-hmm. and keep moving. You're yeah. going to you're going to get it wrong. Mm-hmm. You're you're just going to, you know? Yeah. And especially if you're new to the movement or you're new to politics or you're new to social justice or racial justice. You're, or you're, you're new to this feeling of, oh my god, people that we've elected in this country and the people that they've appointed are actively working against me. Yeah. Like you're, that's something gonna, that's kind of new I, for I, a lot of people. I brought a I brought a white friend around to the movement for a while. She was coming to marches and protests, um, and we had a, a speak out where anyone could take the mic and, and say what they wanted. And uh, she basically got on the mic and said uh, some like not all cops and not all Jews. Oh, and no. and the crowd was like just they booed her down basically. Yeah. yeah. Never came back. Right. 
Never came back. She never came back. And I tried to like explain to her why that is not the thing to say, nor was that the place or time to say it. Yeah. Um, and just too butthurt. Just, I think just too the, the words back. not all in that order probably should just be stricken from your your vocabulary in general if you're yeah. about to like well not all was a, shut up like we know not we know all that. like everybody That's knows a that can give yeah. like yeah. stop doing that stop not all menning and everything well not, well not all straight people all men are not scum. all oh that's <laughs> Carol the but, official position of this podcast is all men are shit but <laughs> and, um, and and deport all white people yeah <laughs> and deport all white people that that constantly yeah. gets me banned from yeah. Facebook <laughs> yeah that's but, great uh, no and but, also, if we understood, again, just simple grammar, right? Mm-hmm. When someone says, I hate dogs, are you really saying that you hate all dogs? No, you hate dogs as a concept, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I, like when I say I hate cats, do I hate all cats? No. I hate cats as a concept. Have I found cats that I enjoy or even like? I mm-hmm. do, right? When, when I say I, I hate white people, what I mean is I hate whiteness. Yeah. I hate white society, you know, white culture, right? Because, I mean, like, now, Irish I don't, I don't culture, think there is a white culture. Right, no. <laughs> Irish culture, Italian culture, you yeah. know, like, you know, those things. But, like, white culture, no, I hate white culture. Yeah. I don't hate white people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I just hate what whiteness entails mm-hmm. and how so many white people in, uh, embody whiteness. Mm-hmm. And the destruction that can come with whiteness. Like, whiteness as a weapon it has been, right. has, and historically, uh, clearly has been... Something that has shaped the very fabric of the country, and this is like this country was founded upon the violence and destruction caused by and whiteness, that, and that's what confronting white womanhood is about. Shout out Heather Marie Scholl. Yes, yes. Hey. I can't wait to look more into this. This is amazing. This is going to be like a movement, and yeah. she started. It, I, I think it is. If I you're, really think it is. Like today, we learned about this. Yeah. <laughs> and now, like right before we hit record, I love how that happened. Like right yeah. as we were about to start this. Uh, I, I mean, Friday and Saturday, I was slowly getting. I was watching Twitter and uh-huh. slowly watching all the all the positive tweets come out about it. And she was calling me and telling me how how positive it was. And and then now to see all the actual it's, articles. Yeah. Uh, Slate and, and the 500 Cosmo people lined up and, to be at the... Yeah, it's, oh, it's amazing. amazing. They, they had to move the room twice. Like, it's great. I'm, yeah. I'm super uber proud. Yeah. Super proud of her. Great. And um, uh, I I honestly, I mean, not to toot our own horn, but beep, beep. I, I, <laughs> I do think that we have a good coupling. Oh, I think so too. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think this is amazing. How long have you guys been together? Three years. Great. Coming up on three years. We we met on Thanksgiving 2014. Um, uh-huh. And then, uh, but I was silly and didn't ask her out until like New Year's. Oh, really? Yeah. No, <laughs> well, uh, I, got a, I got arrested very publicly. Okay. Um, yes. And when I... Uh, this was this was actually my very first protest arrest. My very first protest arrest. Me and Heather, if we don't do it big, we don't do it. Right. right. So yeah. my very first protest arrest was national news. I was on the cover of all sorts of newspapers. Yep. I was on the cover of like Yahoo News that morning. I was on the TV getting arrested. Mm-hmm. When I turned on my phone in the morning, like when I got my phone back, just phone just blown up. Just with blown text and all the yeah everything. Like I had to like turn it back off. I was just like can't deal. Yeah. Um, but what but they also did was the newspaper printed my name, my age, and my neighborhood in the newspaper. What? Right? Now, they got my neighborhood wrong, but they got my roommate's neighborhood right. And, we, you know, we lived together. Yeah. So, 
you know, this is also my very first protest arrest, so I don't know how these things go. I don't know if there's going to be people looking for me or anything like yeah. that. You put all my fucking information out in the fucking paper, yeah. right? <laughs> so this is like a couple of days before Thanksgiving, and my, all my network, all my social network and friends back home and the, the, the comedians I had met so far or whatever were very um, supportive, and they just started sending money. Like, some people even mm-hmm. thought we were still in jail, you yeah. know? Some people just started sending money. And so, like, after, like, two or three days of just money being sent, I was just like, listen, um, thank you for the money, but I don't have a Thanksgiving dinner. Like, yeah. I'm too af- like, I'm too afraid to go to the grocery store to go spend the money right. you guys are sending. Can someone hook me up with the Thanksgiving dinner? So a friend of a friend of a friend put me in touch with people at Heather's house. Not even Heather herself, just oh, okay. her, her other roommates. And they say, yeah, come over. We're having a dinner for strays, you know, if yeah. anyone has, needs a place to be. So I go over there, and she was there, and it was kind of like a like a thing at first sight. Like, I don't know about love, but it was kind of definitely like oh, a thing. Oh, I love that. Mm. Um, but we didn't know it right away. Yeah. Like, my roommate, when we got back on the train, he was like, so you were flirting. I was like, was I really? Like, I don't know. <laughs> or was I just being charming? Like, I don't know. Yeah. He was like, nah, I think you were flirting. And, like, her roommate said the same thing in the morning. Like, they said, the quote, unquote, now we know what your macking face looks like. Oh, that, my God. So, and it. she said the same thing. Like, nah, not really or whatever. And I was going back and forth with uh, an ex-girlfriend at the time so we mm-hmm. were like in and out and I didn't want to start anything new for real and um, a couple of weeks later I see her at a protest uh, I'm like leading this protest it's like like a couple thousand people in the streets and I'm mm-hmm. like leading this thing and I like I'm riding some guy's shoulders like a pack mule or whatever <laughs> and like I look down and there she is right what? and I was just like I was like ah stop the revolution like <laughs> Can everyone like just I, pause? Because this is adorable. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, you guys. I just pause, pause for a second. No, we can fuck the police in two yeah. seconds. Hold on. And um, we went into like an H&M or something. It was like a multi-floor store. And like we filled the store and shut it down or whatever. And like had everybody like sit by the doors and sit by the cash registers. And we held the store for like seven minutes. Um, and while um, that, that's how long they left Eric Garner's body uh-huh. um, without medical attention. So we were going to hold your store down for seven minutes. So in the time that we were holding the store down, I like, went over to talk to her like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Good to see you. Uh, that's great. <laughs> like, we were having like a moment of silence. So I had to like speak, like whisper like, hey. <laughs> it's cool seeing you out here. Yeah, like, you know, I'm just sort of like running this protest. You yeah. Know? No big thing. Yeah. Nothing. Um, and so then Christmas, she invites me over. I get a direct message from her. And, like, mm-hmm. the whole time mm-hmm. I had been, like, seeing her Facebook messages, her Facebook statuses. I'm like, I think I kind of like her. I don't know. Um, had you, like, exchanged numbers no, at this point? Just or? Facebook. Okay. Yeah, just yeah. Facebook. And we hadn't even messaged or anything. But then she messages me directly to come over for Christmas. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, okay. All right. So I spiffed up, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I made a dish that she couldn't eat because I forgot she was vegan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Of course she's vegan. And we get over there. I get over there and I am awkward. I am super awkward. Like I can't keep it together or whatever. She caught me staring at her. Like it was was bad. And then Monkey Wrench, she invites a girl over who this girl thought it was a date. Oh, man. Even weirder, I had (laughs) met this girl. I performed for her birthday show. I I did a set for her birthday show. And then she's completely acting like she doesn't know me, never <gasps> met me. And I was like, this is shady, right? This feels weird. So now I'm confused as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but the girl is playing her real close, too. And I can tell that Heather's uncomfortable. Uh-huh. So, like, the one slick kind of thing I did was kind of, like, just slide in between them or whatever. Uh-huh. And, like, you know, I don't think she likes you. Like, <laughs> Yeah. 
And That's great. Uh, like, yeah, that was Christmas. And I still didn't, I was so confused by what happened on Christmas that I still was just like, man, forget it. And she was like, are you going to come back and get your dish? And I'm like, yeah. But in my mind, I was like, no. <laughs> like, no, I'm not coming back for that dish. Then I had an awful New Year's date. Just mm-hmm. the worst. Like, if I wasn't so anti-cop, the bar threatened to call the cops on, on, on my date. <gasps> and I almost would have let them. Right? Because it was... <laughs> It was just that bad. She oh, no. she was drunk. She was belligerent. She was showing out, and uh, then I just I spent New Year's Day just like reevaluating my life. Yeah. Just like <laughs> as most people probably yeah, do on New Year's like, Day. What am I doing? <laughs> like, why was that date so awful? Why did I just call that other girl? And then so it's just like, oh. yeah. And so we count New Year's as our as our um, anniversary because that's when I hit her up for a date, and we went out on a date a couple of days later, and. The rest is history. That's amazing. That's so sweet. And now you guys are engaged. We are engaged. Oh, yeah. congrats. Oh. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it. I put a ring on it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, I, That's I, exciting. I proposed under a waterfall in the, uh, what? In the uh, Oregon wilderness. Oh. Uh, yeah, it was super dope. That is such a lesbian thing. I, know, I love right? that. We a, That's so we delightfully gay. Yeah. I know. We went on a hike. <laughs> I, I don't, I say, don't normally hike. Oregon is another very white, very yeah. gay state. So white. Where yeah. everyone looks gay. It's so, very, or, or so Oregon, white. Like, Oregon's like the white, or Portland, Oregon. So I was in Portland, Maine, but Portland, Oregon is even whiter than Portland, Maine. Oh, really? Yeah. So, oh, Heather, so Heather's from Portland. Okay. So we spent about a oh. week and a half there. So it, it was a multi, you know, purpose trip. Her her father was getting remarried. She hadn't been home in like four or five years. So we also went up to Seattle. And I really liked Portland, um, but I also didn't like waiting several hours in between seeing another black person. You <laughs> yeah. know, like, yeah. it was, sometimes it was like a whole day before I seen wow. another black person. I was like, yeah, this is weird. Yeah. Seattle was better. I liked Seattle. And so... I yeah. like Seattle better too. Yeah, one of the you know we, we one of the places we might move to when we if when and if we move out of New York, she wants to maybe go back to to the West Coast, and I'm like, yeah, Portland was weird. I liked it. Uh huh. Weed is excellent over there. Oh, yeah. Like fucking wow. Um, <laughs> is it legal in Oregon? It sure is, and, and, can, and it is in Washington. Yeah, though. yeah. yeah. So. Basically, the whole yeah. oh god, and the it's West del- is just great. It's delicious. <laughs> it's yeah. delicious. It's cheap. It's easy to yeah. get. It's just you just walk into the. There's bitch. nothing like going into a store and having like a full menu and yeah. finding exactly what, yeah what kind what of high you want to achieve. You want. Yeah, I mean, the only other thing was it was also extremely frustrating because I realized like yeah, just right outside this state, it's illegal. You know, yeah, yeah. like there's a like the ease and the comfort and yeah. like there's no more I asked I'm like I asked one of her friends I'm like where would I want to where would I get weed if I didn't want to go to the dispensary and he was like well you don't yeah there's, there's no more black market for real like yeah you can't do it you yeah. know so I'm like just just knowing all the benefits and just how it just is not oh, everywhere is so frustrating yeah, I hate that mind. New York is so behind on that. I can't. I, and I, that, I do not understand it. I don't get it. But the we taxes should, we should in general, be like, like California. Colorado had like a seventy million dollar tax surplus. surplus. Yeah, like money that they just don't. They don't have. They don't know what to do with it. And they could put that back into schools or they, they, infrastructure they, they, they or built, anything. They built schools and parks yeah. with it, and then like gave people more refund or something. Imagine just, if New York, just New York City alone. Oh my the, god, the revenue would benefit the whole state in ways that I can't even imagine. Like there's. Nine million people here. And it was cheaper, too. It was so much more cheaper really? for, for top-shelf weed. The same weed that I buy here. In, I, I mean, I don't buy it. I mean, 
You would, though, if it was legal. You're right. Hypothetically, if you were to seek out high-quality marijuana. Yeah. The same weed is $50 here that's like 20 bucks. Oh, wow. For the same quantity, same quality, yeah. dude. Like, it was crazy. I, like, I was, I was mad when I came back here and had to... Pay fifty bucks, I'm right? Just like, Son of a bitch! I just <laughs> I spent the whole two weeks paying like five dollars for weed. You know, like the yeah. bums don't even ask for money. Wow! They asked, "Can you spare a bud?" That's really all of, yes. That's on all of their they signs. just get straight to the point. Yeah, Skip straight to the point. They don't even ask great. for money. My friend in Colorado said that once they legalized it, I was like, "Oh, how are the stores?" She's like, "Honestly, I've never been because everybody like the culture of uh, sharing mm-hmm. with with weed is still there. So it's just you show up places, and now it's just like a better Everyone variety and selection, and everybody has it, and everybody still shares." So she's like, "Honestly, I haven't had to go to a store in like a, a year." of it being legal, which is cool. That's awesome. Uh, And they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Just like this bodega's everywhere, they're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. When we we first touched down, it was like 11 o'clock or whatever, and I like looked up her her dad's house and like what dispensaries were in the area. And there was like so many walking distance. They stay open till 11 or midnight or whatever. And like, you're you're a bud tender. Not a bartender. You're a, you're a bud tender. Yes! The, the culture out there is great. I'm. I'm. If we could just get a few more black people out there, <laughs> get a few more brown folks, yeah. I'd feel a lot. Plenty better. of gay people. I'm Plenty, sure. Oh man, the gays are just lots falling gays, from the rafters in the Pacific lots of Northwest. Gays and lots of strip clubs. <laughs> yeah, which I forgot oh, I like. Yes. Uh, yeah. Which I've I never been I to like. one. Strip clubs in Portland. Yeah, never been. Yeah. Well, I to go. you know what? I don't I, like my them. my nah. um. I, I for a little while when I was in Fr- Virginia, where I lived was next to one of the busiest strip clubs in the in the city, uh-huh. um, and then our house kind of became like a stripper halfway house mm-hmm. because they would come over all the time and like before their shifts or after their shifts, and we had a pull up in the living room. Or really? Whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My house was like party central for a little while. Oh my while. god, like, that's great. I kind of miss it. At the same time, it was a little stressful. Yeah, having so many unsavory types. Not yeah. the strippers. The strippers were fine. Yeah. We, Everybody else that comes the with people the who tend to orbit right yeah. thus yeah um so like the strip club itself is great it's the unsavory men that are there yeah right strippers are great yes I, I love going and and watching the dancers and talking and it's nice that they you know I know I know all of this is illusion and I know you're not super into me like you pretend mm-hmm. to be but but they are fun and nice yeah, it's and fun. it's fun to to interact with them and to pretend. Yeah. But the but the men are what ruin it for it's like the yeah. sad men because most of them they don't look like they're having a good time. No. Yeah, no, the, they just oh, sit really? there yes. and they Ugh, look sad yes. or they look creepy yes. yeah. and it's it, it's like it, it's like hunters like stalking prey almost like they're just kind of there watching weird yeah. and staying like very still and or some of them are like clearly alcoholics and yeah. or some of them are just like clearly having problems and you can yeah. just smell it on them yeah. and that's the part that the, makes the guy, it the guys that I like the most actually were like the the just turned 21 guys cuz they're like this is a party you know yeah. like and it's not something that they make a it's not their Weekly routine. Right, no, you, know? you, <laughs> yeah. have, you have regulars, like the guys who come in for the lunch special. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. No, that's the, the saddest the, sentence. The, yeah, those <laughs> guys. The, bachelor, the bachelor parties the guys are who come fun. come in for the lunch special. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the bachelor parties are fun until you have a bachelor that's very not yeah. happy about getting married. Mary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're kind of like the sad, weird one. All their guy friends are like Having happy to time. have a, a night free on the town. Yeah. Um, 
Ugh, okay, yeah. I, I think we need to actually wrap up oh, the yeah. show. Oh, Elsa. No. I'm having a good time. I know, <laughs> I know. Uh, there's so much more that uh, every time with, with these topics, there's so much more that I wanted to uh, to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and, and right, I started talking about strippers. No, it's okay. What, one other quick thing I, I did want to bring up that that happened somewhat recently with uh, Rose McGowan on Twitter mm-hmm. when she tweeted something about um, yeah. one, one of the many late night hosts um, and said, you know insert the n-word instead and how would that make you feel blah 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 and then um after being taken rightfully taken to task for that then she posted this kind of like oh i shouldn't be tweeting when uh smoking weed or or something like that and it's like (laughs) yeah if if you're like please uh when somebody calls you out on your shit don't brush it off and make excuses as if it was that that was a blind spot for you You intentionally put that out there you were unaware of unaware or ignorant you were ignorant to to how that is not an appropriate response for you specifically to make yeah and don't don't excuse it away like oh i wasn't thinking no you you were thinking you just you need to learn far. yeah, yeah you, you didn't it, yeah. think far enough <laughs> you thought <laughs> this, is, th- this is a learning moment for you own yeah. that yeah. own it we there's need to um, own taking ownership of your words moments. there's a, a big thing. there's a there's a really good acronym that i i use it's called claim Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so when you, when you've been called out or what I like to now use is say call in because, mm-hmm. uh, call out sometimes implies that I, we don't want you around mm-hmm. and I'd rather use call in and I'll, I'll call you out when I want you to get, you know, pack it up and get the fuck out. But <laughs> it's, it's, it's claim one. You have to, um, uh, like concede your point, mm-hmm. right? The C concede the point. Okay. Let it the fuck go. All right. Mm-hmm. You made a mistake. Don't keep arguing it. Right. Um, investigate, you know, I'm, I'm missing the L here right now, but, uh, investigate why what you did was wrong. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. You know, don't, don't, and also don't assume someone's going to, to, to spell it all the way out for you, but investigate, figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, and then the A, uh, I mean, then the M, I'm, I'm leaving points out here, but the M, make amends. Mm-hmm. How do you fix it? Don't just leave it hanging out. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you fix it moving forward? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the answer is not to retreat and not yeah. be involved in the conversation. No, sorry, anymore. the M is move forward. I think the A is make the A is amends. Ah, and the M is move forward. We yeah. get it. Move forward. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> there we go. Keep going. That's good. Yeah, I like that. Well, thanks so much, Elsa, for yeah. being here and diking out with us today. And uh, I hope we have you back a- another time. Yeah, sure. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll bring one of you guys on too spicy. Yeah, yeah. Hey. too spicy. Leftist talk. Yeah. <laughs> so listen to Too Spicy. Elsa, where else can people find you on Twitter? Uh, yeah, leave my Facebook the fuck alone. I, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I absolutely hate Facebook now. Yeah, uh, it's the worst. I, 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 I use it sporadically, um, which is every day. But, uh, <laughs> which I is read still it sporadically every day. 50 I times a day. Yeah, sporadically <laughs> throughout the day. Uh, no, find me on Twitter, at Elsa, just Elsa. I did not realize that was going to be difficult to, to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can read it, but it's at Elsa, then the word just, and then Elsa again. You have to put all three. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise you get frozen. <laughs> so yeah, I've had to start explaining that these right. days. Right. Also, where can people buy your bracelets? 
Oh yeah, you can get. I've got uh, all Black Lives Matter bracelets. Uh, mm-hmm. So it says all Black Lives Matter uh, because some people are fucking confused. <laughs> is it Black Lives Matter? Is it All Lives Matter? It's Black Lives Matter, but I found a happy medium. Yeah. Black Lives Matter plus All Lives Matter equal All Black Lives Matter. Now, if yes. you have a problem with that, then I figured out what the operative word was for you. <laughs> so you could get the bracelets um, uh, on Tumblr. It's uh, also Elsa, just Elsa.tumblr.com. Cool. And uh, you could buy one for five, or if you uh, if you buy four, I throw in a fifth one for free, what I call the Black Best Friend Buddy Pack. There you go. <laughs> so give four to your white friends and one to your black best friend. Let them know you're down. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And you can follow me on Twitter at uh, TGI Carolyn and Sarah uh, at yeah. the Sarah York. Yep. And please follow us, uh, Diking Out, on all handles, on Instagram, on Twitter. Write us an email. Let us know uh, what you want to hear us talk about. Tell us, call us out on Mm -hmm. anything that we've been wrong about. Call us in. Yeah, please. (laughs) Uh, Call us in. Communicate. We love hearing from you. Dikingout at gmail.com. And uh, thanks so much for Diking Out with us this week. We hope you'll join us next week. And... Yeah, keep it. keep it gay. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>